Hi, we've got three stories from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about some benefits of living abroad, whether it's good or bad to let your dog sleep in bed with you, and how migraines might be a side effect of a helpful genetic adaptation. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Have you ever lived abroad? No, I actually have been, just have not traveled very much at all. It's kind of embarrassing. Really? Yeah. You're so worldly, though. Well, why, thank you, but it's all an act. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never lived abroad for an extended period of time either, which is a huge regret of mine, actually. And I regret it even more after what we wrote about today on Curiosity. We're going to cover research that says living abroad isn't just a great way to learn about the world, but it's a great way to learn about yourself, too. Now, researchers talked to people who had studied abroad and people who hadn't. And they found that people who had studied abroad had much more certainty about their personality, self-concept, career path, and general shape of their future. And the amount of time you spent living abroad had more of an impact than the number of countries you've lived in. Other studies have shown that the longer people live abroad, the more creative they become. And another study from 2012 found that people were better creative thinkers, even if they just had plans to live abroad in the near future. The science is clear. If you want to center your identity and free your mind, travel is the thing to do. You can read more about the science behind all this today on Curiosity.com and on the Curiosity app for Android and iOS. Cody, do you ever get migraines? I, I don't think so. I've gotten headaches. Like, how do you know if it's just a headache or if it's a migraine? It feels pretty different. It it almost doesn't feel like pain for me. It's like uncomfortable and it's debilitating, but it doesn't feel the same as a headache for me. Yeah, no idea. Yeah, I've, I've gotten a few. I, I don't get them regularly. But new research shows that a genetic adaptation that helped humans survive cold weather may have also led to migraine headaches. What? Yeah, stay with me here. You might think evolution means improvement, but all evolution really cares about is making sure that an organism survives long enough to pass on its DNA. That's it. And sometimes that survival comes with some not so great side effects. So like when our ancestors began walking on two legs instead of four, it helped us save energy, but it also led to a whole lot of back problems. And that's what researchers think happened when humans left Africa around 60,000 years ago. We got back problems? <laughs> no, <laughs> we got we got problems. Oh, yeah. This study was led by Felix Key of the Max Planck Institute for Evolutionary Anthropology. He and his researchers found the gene that gives you the ability to detect and respond to cold, called TRPM8. They found a particular genetic variant that may regulate that gene. That variant became more and more common in humans living in colder parts of the world during the last 25,000 years. Only about 5% of people with Nigerian ancestry carry this DNA quirk, versus a whopping 88% of people with Finnish ancestry. We already knew about this genetic variant, but not because it helps carriers survive the cold. We knew about it because it's strongly associated with migraine headaches. It's not the only gene that causes migraines. Recent research has found that a bunch of genes can contribute to the disorder. But scientists believe that the older variant of this cold-regulating gene protects against migraines, while the newer variant increases your risk of getting them. They don't know why cold temperatures might be linked to migraines, but the new discovery does show that humans have been evolving and adapting to new environments for at least the last 100,000 years. And it's always good to learn something new about migraines because one in seven people worldwide suffer from migraine headaches. That makes migraines the third most prevalent medical condition worldwide, right behind dental cavities and tension headaches. Yikes. Yeah. If you want to know more about your own DNA, then check out the Health and Ancestry Package on 23andMe. 
We'll put a link in the show notes. And if you purchase through our link, then Curiosity will get a share of the sale. Nice. If this isn't too personal of a question, have you ever slept with an animal in your bed? I spoon with my cat every single night. Really? It is the cutest thing. I house sat for an old boss of mine and her cats like to sleep on my head. And it was kind of like living in hell. Oh, for a a couple weeks. Yeah. Head head sleeping's bad. Not a fan at all. So that was a nightmare. But I know lots of people love sleeping with their pets. But is it good for you? So today, Curiosity looked into what science says about sleeping with your pets, particularly your dog in, in this research. So are you ready to hear if it's good or bad to sleep with your dog? I'm ready. I hope the dog owners out there are mentally prepared. According to a study from September... Having a dog in your bedroom while you're sleeping probably is not going to screw up your sleep. Phew! Yeah. Now, before this study, people thought that even just letting your dog sleep in your bedroom might compromise your own sleep a little bit. But this study found that people who slept with dogs in the room maintained 83% sleep efficiency. Sleep efficiency is a comparison of time spent asleep to total time in bed. 80% is considered acceptable, so 83% gets a passing grade. But how about letting your dog sleep not just in your room, but actually in your bed with you? Well, that just barely eked by with an average of 80% sleep efficiency. So not great, but nothing to freak out about either. But in this study, people with dogs in their beds woke up more during the night than those whose dogs slept somewhere else in the room. And more nighttime interruptions means later sleep and the potential for morning crankiness. So having your dog in your bed with you will likely give you less sound sleep, but it's not the worst thing you could be doing at bedtime, like scrolling through your phone before you fall asleep. How's I that don't going? do that anymore. You don't do it anymore? I don't. I've, I've kept it out of my room since we talked about it, and it's great. That's wonderful. Yeah. It's important to note that this study was small and only looked at healthy middle-aged women and didn't take into account the size, age, or breeds of the dog jumping into bed. So pretty limited study, but it is still nice to have a little science on your side if that'll help you sleep at night. Dr. Lois Cron is a sleep medicine specialist at the Center for Sleep Medicine at the Mayo Clinic's Arizona campus, and she gave Time a couple of recommendations. Quote, My main recommendation is for people to take a look at their setup and carefully consider whether it is truly working or not, and not allow loyalty to their pets to blind them to consequences that aren't desirable to their sleep. Unquote. Oh, and in case you're wondering, the authors of this paper said that dogs seemed to rest well regardless of where they slept or whether they slept alone. Go figure. Of course they did. You know, I bet they haven't done a study on cats because it's impossible to keep cats out of your room if they want to get in your room yeah. when you're sleeping. Because all they'll do is just scratch at the door all night Yeah, keep you up. Yeah, when I was cat sitting, I tried that. Yep. Tried to shut the door. And man, the wrath yeah. of those cats. Right. They're in charge. You're they, not in charge. They were going to destroy that door. <laughs> yeah. I'm convinced. <laughs> Well, you can read more about all of today's stories and tons of other stuff we wrote about on Curiosity.com. Join us again tomorrow for the Curiosity Daily and learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Ashley Hamer. And I'm Cody Goff. Stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network.